Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Sunday morning, April 19th. This is where every day on the weekdays at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, uh, we work through just a little bit of the Bible, and this year we'll get through the entire Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And this morning we are at Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 30. So let's go ahead and jump in there this morning, Matthew chapter 19, beginning at verse 16. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. But if you want to enter into life, Keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go. Sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when the young man heard that, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on his throne in glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left house, or brothers, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with it. Father, we pray that we would hear it, that we would understand it, that your Holy Spirit would enlighten our eyes, Father, that we would chew over it, we would meditate upon it, we would hear what you are calling today, and that we would obey in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so whenever we come to a text, like every single day, we ask, A, what is this about? So verses 16 through 30, what is Jesus talking about there? Well, I think these two stories are, are tied together really organically. And so uh, in the margin of my Bible, I would probably 
right that following Jesus means loving him more than anything else. So following Jesus means loving him more than anything else. You might ask, well, how did you get that? I think the story of the of the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus and asks, how what must I do to be saved? And Jesus tells him essentially, go keep all the last six commandments, right? On your father, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't uh don't uh, covet, don't bear false witness, love your neighbor as yourself. And the rich young ruler says, well, I've done all these since my youth. And Jesus says, okay, there's one thing you're still lacking. Let's go to the first table of the law. Let's go to the first four commandments. I want you to sell everything you have and come follow me. And what happens? He goes away sad. He goes away sad. Why? Well, he goes away sad because... He loves his possessions more than he loves Christ. Jesus puts his finger on the man's idol. Jesus puts the reality in front of him. Will you love the world and the things of this world? Or will you love me? And the man chooses the things of this world instead. And so... That's, that's what's put right in front of him. He goes away very sad. And Jesus says, you know, it's, it's harder for a rich, or it's easier for a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so this is one of the things that makes the apostles say, then who can be saved? And Jesus says, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Uh, I remember when I was at a seminary up north of Chicago, uh, I, I felt this way. I thought, well, I, I don't know how rich people can be saved, not because they're rich, but just I had interacted with a lot of wealthy people and they seemed more consumed with making money and living a good life than it was with, with the things of God. And I was on my orientation week of my first seminary right away uh, introduced to this guy named Edward, who was very wealthy, great lawyer, and really, really loved the Lord. And it was amazing to see how much he gave towards uh, seminary students' educations. So if somebody was trying to finish their PhD and get their doctorate at seminary, he was part of an organization that would, if they thought this guy's got a, a good research project, they would pay for it. And so uh, there are, it is so possible that God, that, that even though people might have many things, that God can still have them come into the kingdom of heaven. This is also one of the realities in our American culture, is we might not think that we're rich, com but compared to the world standards, we are rich. The fact that I'm speaking into a smartphone puts me into one of the top categories in the in the world. And so it is possible because God is there. But it's interesting, the story that comes after that is, is Peter asking, well, look, we left everything. And that's true, right? In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus called the disciples, Jesus said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And Jesus tells them, there's going to be a reward for you. When I ascend up into heaven and I sit down upon my throne, you also will be there and you'll be judging the 12 nations. 
the twelve, the twelve tribes. And so uh, there is that blessing. Jesus is assuring him, yeah, Peter, you did. You did. And you're going to be there. You followed me. You're going to have eternal life. So that's what I think this is talking about. So that's, that's what I would put for my A in the margin of my Bible, that uh, loving Jesus means loving him more than everything else. Uh, B would be the best verse. Which verse would you underline in your Bible to be the best verse to summarize this section? What is the best verse to summarize this section? Well, I'm going to underline verses 23 and 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So I'm going to go ahead and underline that in my Bible. And then um, maybe I'll underline verse 29 also. And everyone who has left house or brother or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and, and inherit eternal life. So uh, those are what I'll underline in my Bible. What would you? go? Feel free to put it down into the, into the comments. What would you underline as your best verse to summarize this? Well, last question we always ask, so A, what is this about? B, what is the best verse? And C, what are you called to do or what am I called to do in response to these things? So what are we called to do in response to these? Well, I think uh, the words of 1 John are are really important here that, that John you know, follows us up in his epistle when he talks about uh, not loving the things of this life, the bios of this life, the, the worldly possessions, the accumulating of wealth. That's not what life is about, but about following Christ. And so in my own life, I know it's, it's very easy to get sucked into things and maintaining things and, and, and getting sucked into the things of this world. And, and I think I'm called today, especially on, on the Lord's Day, especially on Sunday, to take a rest to put away those things today. I'm not going to look at bank accounts. I'm not, I, I, I need the, today to focus upon the Lord. Uh, that's what I, I think I'm called to do today. What, what are you called to do? What is it in your life that this is speaking to? Are you walking away? Or do you need to walk away from the things of this world? Do you need to take a Sabbath rest away from some of those things? Have you gotten sucked into the deceitfulness of wealth as as we looked at earlier with the parable of the soils, what is it in your life that might make you walk away sad from Jesus? I hope those things aren't there, but I would encourage you today to, to ask yourself, what are you called to do in response to this? Feel free down in the comments to let me know. What do you think this is about? What do you think the best verse is? And what are you called to do in response to it? Well, let's go ahead and pray. Hey, Jake. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Father, we thank you for the blessing of your word. Father, we pray that we would love you more than everything else. Lord, we pray that we would that we would see you as preeminent, as most important, as first place in our lives. Father, we pray that we would be able to put away the things of this world and that we would fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and and, and finisher of our salvation. Lord, we pray that we would not both serve both you and money, but Lord, that we would 
that we would be able to focus upon you, not because the things of this world are necessarily evil, but Lord, it is deceitful to think that they'll bring us eternal joy. Father, we pray that we would look to you, that we would love you, that we would seek after you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Lord bless you today and give you peace. Bye.